Will you please pray with me? Lord, use my words, inadequate as they may be, to explain who you are. Move in our midst and speak to our hearts. In your son's name, amen. So Jesus had walked on water. He had healed the sick. He had raised the dead. He had calmed a storm. Everyone was talking about this Jesus of Nazareth. They were talking about what they heard that he could do. And they wondered maybe what he could do for them. Because they had been hearing all these amazing things that they had never heard done before. And so people would walk from miles upon miles away with their families to catch a glimpse of this Jesus. And the day before today's text took place, he had wowed them. They had been packed in amidst the thousands. About probably 15,000 or so. They had been packed in and they had grown hungry. And somehow from five barley loaves and two fish, he had blessed them and he had fed them all. And there were leftovers. This Jesus had provided for them so that they didn't have to do a thing. They liked this Jesus. They wanted to make this Jesus their king so that he would continue to provide for them, so that he would continue to feed them and to heal them. But then in today's text and last week's text, Jesus revealed to them who he actually is. He told them, I am the bread of life. If you want to have life in you, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And last week I admitted, this is a weird text. It can be uncomfortable. Talking about eating flesh and drinking blood. What does this mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's what they thought, cannibalism. But what Jesus was saying... To these people. He was saying, here I am. I am God in the flesh, and I have come to you. I have come to you to know you, and so that you can know me. Take in my word. Take in my example, so that so that you may live. Take in Jesus into our very being. So, the crowd didn't really like this Jesus. 
he didn't really do anything. He taught them, and they didn't understand. So they weren't very happy. They wanted the Jesus from the day before. They wanted the Jesus who would give them food. He didn't feed them that day. He didn't do a miracle. They wanted the Jesus from the day before. They didn't want this Jesus who talked about eating flesh and drinking blood. They didn't want this Jesus who told them to love their enemies, to pray for those who cursed to pray for those who cursed them, to bless those who did them harm. They didn't like this Jesus. Who can accept this Jesus? That was the question in today's text. The question actually was, who can accept it, this teaching? It was really, who can accept this Jesus? Who can accept this Jesus who wasn't giving them food today? He wasn't giving them what they wanted. They wanted a show. The danger for us today is to see Jesus the same way the crowd saw him. As someone to go to when we decide that we want something from him. As a Jesus to follow so that we can get stuff from him. That's what they saw in Jesus. That's why thousands of people had come. They had heard that he could do stuff for them. Our world tells us, and you can see it in the media, you can see it in print, you can see it everywhere. The world tells us our lives are about us. It's all about me. Our question often in life is, what's in it for me? What can you do for me? What can this do for me? For me? Can this better me? Can this help me out? And that was the question that the crowd had. What's in it for me? After meeting so many of their immediate needs, Jesus, this day, after feeding thousands and thousands of people, he just stopped on that hillside. And it's as if he said, wait a minute. I'm not a magician. I'm not here to entertain you. I'm not here to give you what you want, really. I'm here to give you what you need. Who can accept this Jesus? Most of the people there didn't. They didn't like this Jesus. They didn't. Because the message was different from the day before. The day before, they were fed. 
This day, Jesus basically said, wait a minute, you're not hearing me right. The message of the gospel, the message of the Bible, is that Christ is everything. Life isn't about us. Life is about the one who came to us. The one who chose to die on a cross for us. The one who is the living bread, the good shepherd, the arms reaching out to catch us when we fall. The one who never stops looking for us. The one who is the light in every darkness if we just take the opportunity to open our eyes. The one who never takes away our seat at the table of the Lord. Who can accept this Jesus who forgives, this Jesus who loves, this Jesus who invites everyone? This Jesus who doesn't necessarily give us what we want, but offers us what we need. The text makes it clear. Thousands had gathered around him. But after this teaching, most left him. They deserted him. They whispered against him. This wasn't a Jesus they wanted to follow. This wasn't a Jesus they wanted to know because he had stopped giving them what they wanted. And so after they left, Jesus was left with the 12 disciples. And he looked at them and he basically asked them, Are you going to leave me too? Are you going to leave me to speak against me? And the disciples replied, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, the disciples did not understand what Jesus said that day. They didn't fully get it. They didn't fully get it until after he had risen from the dead. If we think this text is confusing, they definitely were confused by what Jesus had said. But they knew because they had chosen to know Jesus, because they had chosen to enter into that relationship. They knew that he was special. They knew that with him there was life. And even though they couldn't understand fully, they weren't going anywhere. In C.S. Lewis's book, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and in the movie Adaptation, Edmund and Lucy are at their cousin Eustace's house. And they're in this room. And Edmund and Lucy are captivated by this painting of a small boat 
on, on water in the midst of a storm. And Eustace comes in and he's making fun of them for being captivated by this painting. But all of a sudden, the, the longer they look at the painting, the longer they're captivated by it, the waves start to move in the painting. And then a gust of wind comes through and hits their faces. The smell of the salt water fills the room. And the waves start pouring in until they are in the painting, but it's not a painting. It is real life. And they're caught in the midst of the waves until they are pulled out to safety. The crowd had seen Jesus as a painting, and that's something we can do too. We go to the painting when we want to look at it. We make of the painting what we want to make of it. But what Jesus is saying here is, I am not an object. I am not here for your entertainment. I am here to know you and for you to know me and to experience me. We have the opportunity to enter the painting, to be caught in the midst of the waves of love and grace where Jesus is, where we will be pulled into the boat of safety. We are able to enter the painting into another reality that is all around us. But will we choose to enter that experience with Jesus? Or will we simply choose to keep him as a painting on a wall? Will you please pray with me? Lord, make us bold. Help us to be captivated for the first time or once again by who you are so that we may truly know you, so that we may truly experience who you are. Take us to that place. Immerse us in your waters so that we will never be the same again. Amen.
to finish off these last two weeks of talking about how Jesus is the living bread. It seems only fitting that we gather around and take Holy Communion together. That we come to the Jesus that we can touch and taste and know that he is still with us. This table belongs to no one but God. Everyone is welcome here, no matter if you're not a member here or anywhere. There is no requirement to come here. We come to this table to experience God, to meet God, and to come saying that, Jesus, I want to know you more. That is why we come to this table. Now we take communion here by receiving, if you haven't done it with us before, you receive a piece of gluten-free bread that was homemade and you dip it in the cup and then you eat it and you taste it and then it is with you. It goes with you from this place. You can come with questions. You can come with doubts. You can come angry, dancing. You can come however you are. But we believe that however we come, that Jesus is here and meets us here. Every time we eat, every time we gather, every time the table is filled, Jesus is here, he is here, and he is good. We gather just as Christ gathered with his disciples on the night in which he was betrayed. He gathered with those he was closest to after traveling together for three years, after following after God for nearly three years during this meal, Jesus took the bread. He showed his disciples. He said, this is my body. And I will break it for you. So then my brokenness, you might find wholeness. You might know that you are complete. And after the supper, Jesus took the cup. He gave thanks to God and he told his his friends, this is my blood that I will shed for you so that you may know how loved you are. Eat and drink this in remembrance of me. After after all this, he went, he was betrayed, and he was handed over. And he died. 
And they left confused about where to go. But out of death for us, Christ showed us his power and his love by rising from the dead to show us that we will never be too far away from God. Pour out your Holy Spirit, Lord, upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body of your living Son, so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood as we go forth from this place, knowing that Christ is with us, Christ is in us. Make this meal, make this taste a reminder of your love for us. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen. If those who are helping to serve will come forward.